Alrighty, folks. Here we go. Here we go. Episode two, season two. Yes, LD. Let me hear it. <laughs> Jacked up. Um, yeah, there you go. Listen, folks. We got what is it? Like a week and a half, or just over a week and a half until football officially starts. Um, Saturday, August twenty seventh. We got live college football, meaningful football games. The pads are on, strapped up. Um, it feels good. LD, thoughts? Um, it feels incredible. Um, this is like Christmas to, to you and I. Um, and, I mean, football is back right now. If football is back right now. Uh, college is in camp. Preseason's going on. Uh, um, not the real thing. You know, not going, you know, not every chin strap's buckled out there, but um, football is back, and it feels incredible. I feel like we have just a million things to talk about. So I think about all day, um, just football. Um, it'll be great. It it'll be great. That'll be, that'll be a special Saturday. Uh, indeed. Indeed, 100%. I'm, I'm jacked up. And let me say this. You know, when it comes to football season, there are so many other things than, you know, you know, pads hitting pads and, and, and touchdowns. I'll tell you that. Um, from the barbecues and the booze, the beers, the, you know, the boys. everything, everything, the boys, the Saturday mornings, the bets. It's the, um, you know, and then up most importantly, I think, too, there's fantasy football. And there are events that go on such as the once a year fantasy football draft. Where yes. there are no women, there it's just the boys. Um, it's one of those weekends, like you know, uh, you go away to Vegas with your boys and like you have a fucked up time, and you leave and like you just you you know you said things and did things that you just will never talk about ever again. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So could... it's one of those weekends, and we've got we've got ours, LD, coming up in September, um, a couple weeks away, but. Um, what, I mean, fantasy football drafts, um, what makes them great? Just, it's, I think it's being, you know, in our sake, it's basically, it's, you're with like 11, nine, 10 of your, like your best friends, just talking football, getting crushed. Um, not a girl in sight, not a thought. You know, not a thought of a girl in the world. I just can't wait to ignore my girlfriend's calls all weekend. Um, yeah, have you talked to her like, about, about about that yeah, weekend at all? Yeah, she knows. Yeah, she yeah she knows where. Um, you know, she knows the deal. Going up to Portland, it's a big deal, huge deal. People are flying in all over the country. People yep. taking red eyes into Logan. Yeah. Um, it'll be a special event. It'll be a special Five hour event. Motherfucking flight for me. And I think. Um, I mean, that build-up, the build-up to fantasy football draft weekend is unlike any other. Unlike yeah. any other. Um, it tastes it a special weekend. There's, you know, there's only, there's only a couple weekends every year where you, you sit at your desk all week, just it's all you think about. All you think about all week is just like weekend. I mean, every week, every week I can't wait for the weekend, but, you know, group chats going off, going crazy all week. Just can't wait to see you boys. You know. Yeah, yeah. Life I is think just better, like yeah. during football season and leading up to the draft. It's just that week. I mean, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not doing a fucking thing that week. 
I am not. <laughs> and it's not even it's, it's not even like preparation for the draft. It's just staring at my phone, just texting everybody in the league. You know, I'll have I'll be texting four different people at once, just like, dude, just can't wait to get fucked up with you. Just cannot wait. Cannot yeah. wait. Like it, it just for a little bit of insight for for whoever the fuck is listening. Um, typical. I mean, how our how our league works is, you know, you we all you know collide somewhere for the draft. We do it offline. You know, uh, 10 a.m. start time. We all get in the night before, have the draft, and then the draft concludes, and it's just like a fucking jerk fest. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> one thing I love how is that after fantasy football drafts, um, like right after, no one's team is ever is bad. ever bad. Like you you'll never hear anyone say like. Man, I really fucked up that draft. Like everyone's team is the best, and they're gonna win the league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I've—I mean, a lot of times I feel like it's you know the teams that people are like people are bashing that end up doing well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like you know you're right. Like you know when the draft concludes, it's like a jerk for jerk fest. Mm-hmm. Like couldn't be any more true. Like it's like I don't know what to compare it to. Like maybe like a bar mitzvah or like I guess maybe even a funeral where. You know, you, you go through the ceremony, you know, like the, the, the draft is the ceremony. You know, people yep. are having a good time. And then afterwards, it's just like anything fucking goes. <laughs> like people are just getting, I mean, and I think I would say our draft is different than a lot of other drafts. It's not your normal draft. I mean, anything fucking goes our draft yep. weekend, yeah. I would say. I mean. Let me. I, I was just. <laughs> I don't want to. I do. I don't want to say it, but I mean, I just know you. I mean, you and I gonna be an absolute problem that weekend. Yeah, we got. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna be, I mean, yeah. I, I fucking flew across the country. I'm not gonna not be a problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah. Um, let me ask you. So, a lot of our listeners are like, just are the boys that are like, uh, yeah. in the league and everything. Oh. So, I want to, I want to ask you this. Um, give me like, you know how there's that always, there's always that one like just crazy wackadoodle pick, uh, that somebody makes that's just like so idiotic. If you were to guess, like who who would make, who would be the the GM that makes the pick and like ballpark, like what kind of like dumbass pick is it? Um, Nick Osma has been known for yeah the quarterback first round. Yeah, well, yeah, he did that one time. And then <laughs> I can't believe he does that. Another time, it was the Le'Veon Bell. He remember he took Le'Veon Bell super oh, yeah. early <laughs> when he was with the Jets. It was Le'Veon's first year in New York, which like I get, he was fired up about it. He's yeah. due for like you know he he had some very questionable drafts. He won it last year and beat me Dude, in the championship. I so and I can't. I, we really like, we can't say anything, but I mean. People give, you know, slattery shit. Um, but I think Nick Osma has the most questionable draft sometimes. But he had a great he had a great year last year. So um yeah. and then yeah. I think I mean I'll I mean I'm, I'm I think it's the people too. it's the I've people who wear the heart on their head. sleeve. It's yeah. the people who wear the heart on their sleeve, you, Berkey, Osma, like people who just they just don't give a fuck and they're gonna pick who they want and they're gonna say what they want. I think those are the yeah. people that, you know, they're going to do something questionable, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, uh, what was it, two years ago, uh, draft weekend, I was just super <laughs> fucking pumped. I was so 
fucking sticked out at like 10.45 in the morning and I think <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steven Gostowski <laughs> in the seventh round. Oh my fucking God. That yeah, was, that was incredible. And I, in the, 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 it wasn't even a joke too. Like I remember, <laughs> like I was, I was like, I was like, no, you guys, you guys don't understand. We're going to put up so many points this year. He's going to be good for 12 a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't underestimate the value of a good kicker, but yeah, that was ridiculous. I know. I'm gonna I, go, think that's, I, I was going to say, on. I think, I think, I think Gabor is going to, is going to either make some bonehead move with like either taking like Kenny Galladay in like the third round or like Saquon in like the fucking first or second round or something bananas uh he might go yeah. second round actually but um he, he needs a giants player on his team. Uh, yeah he I does know. He, he always, always does you know i'm the opposite i because i i don't want a pats player because i hate the the emotion this, to it of like i like this guy and i want him to do well you know this is this is actually a good this is actually a good question let's talk about this for a second um so the patriots currently right now on offense. I mean, they don't have any fantasy studs. So if you, if, if you could see the Patriot, one of the Patriots offensive players being like a breakout fantasy player, like in terms of just like um, being reliable on a weekly basis starter, um, like way above like current value in the draft. Um, like who, who would your Pats player be that you could see, like providing that type of uh, value. Um, I think there, there's two guys. One, I think uh, first, first, I think uh, Jacoby Myers is a good mm-hmm. fantasy. He's, he could be a flats. Yeah. Um, he gets a lot of touches. He's reliable. He's not going to have any big plays, but he's going to catch, you know, he'll catch four to five balls a week at least, I think. Uh, you tack the yards on there. He's a good flats play. What Don't about that anything. breakout dude, though? I know. Well, I'm talking I think, like, well, I'm like, I'm talking well, like, I top, top 10, top 15. Yeah, well, then it's Ramonde, Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson. It's the only other guy. Um, I have, I saw something online the other day on ESPN.com. You know, Damian Harris's name maybe being floated around. Yeah. Uh, possibly being traded. Yep. Um, in the past, Bill has not re signed running backs to a second contract. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like Ridley, Shane Vereen. Yeah. Uh, Sony Michelle, he's he's done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson was he was good last year when he got over the fumbling thing. Um, if, if I'm and if we're gonna, I'm sorry, but in one thing, if we're gonna win games in New England, we need to be able to run the ball. Yeah, we do. 100%. so and we're, and it's so. I mean, it's classic Patriots. We're gonna we're gonna roll out like 17 running backs a game, um, and, yeah. and run the football. But um, you know, I'm surprised because I, I also um, was yeah. curious about the uh, uh, Damian Harris situa- situation, um, like on the trade block. And I mean, if I'm if I'm the Seahawks, I mean, we just they just had Chris Carson, you know, re- uh, whatever retire, right? Yeah, he and did, then right? Rashad is nothing special. Like, I mean, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm I'm blowing up Kraft and Bill's phone, right? I mean, they have zero, like zero running backs. The C- Seattle Seahawks might not win a game this year. Yeah, no, you're right. They're pretty. <laughs> I mean, they're a pretty bad team. I mean, because I last I've heard, I believe Geno Smith is outplaying Drew Locke for the starting quarterback position. Yeah, which stinks because I, I'll be honest, I'm a big Drew Locke guy. 
ever since yeah. when he was at Missouri. Oh man, he lit he's just, it up at Missouri. Yeah, he's just he's a classic example of he's too cool to yeah. be like a good NFL quarterback. Like, yeah, remember yeah. I noticed that video his rookie year, like of him like dancing yeah. on the sidelines. Like, yeah, oh my god, yeah, just, to, uh... you just you can't if you could dance, you can't be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, you could do one of two things: you can either dance or you can play quarterback. Um, you know. Uh, he, and he's so content too. I mean, he's totally fine where he, like he's 100% fine or competing for a job or not even being a starter. But um, you know who I think is going to be massive this year for the New England Patriots and who I could be like fantasy wise, who I think could be like a reliable, like wide receiver too is Kendrick Bourne. I think yes. Kendrick Bourne uh, could have like a massive, massive breakout year. Um like that's that's kind of my my guy that I I really hope has a big year um, and is able to you know catch you know six balls a game for you know you know seventy five eighty yards and maybe a tutty like just reliable shit like that um, I hope I hope Kendrick Bourne shows up this year and I think he does he, he him and Mac Jones seem to be um, have a pretty good relationship yeah no I do I like that a lot I felt like. Last year, early on in the season, especially, I felt like he was he was getting limited touches. Like you know, early in the season, he would only touch the ball three times a game. But when he had touches, he looked good. And he, yep. I guess, if anyone on our offense really has that kind of like big play ability or anything, it's him. I think. Yep. Um, yep. And I can't remember. I think if my memory serves me right, I think he maybe slowed down a little bit second half of the year. Maybe I'm making that up in my head, but. Um, I like Kendrick Bourne. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really do. And he's like, have you like you seen his like seen him off the field? He's like one of those like crazy hyper like oh yeah, just like totally just like fucked in the head in a good way type of guys. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he's um, and he, he's, he's he's thug as fuck. Yeah, I think he just like loves like I think he does love football. Like I think he and I think he loves playing for the Pats. I, I really agree. do. Um, yeah. What he do you think? I was gonna say he lives over in those uh those, those like townhomes that all the, the like the Pats rookies like live in. He's like oh, he's really? like he still still lives over there. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. It's funny. He, he, he just, <laughs> yeah, he he's definitely he definitely it. mobs with like a, he's got like his like little gang over there that he in those townhomes in Foxborough. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're sorry. He just loves it. He loves it so much. He just like never like like a lot of the older guys that like, get their own house and they're not living with like other dudes on a team and. Maybe they have a I, wife or girlfriend. He's just like, no, I just want to fucking, I want to be playing Madden with the boys every I'll, night of the week. You know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, uh, in those like that little like townhome area in, in Fox. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I, I, no, I, I have don't. just from you know previous fucking girlfriends living. They uh, for some reason all my ex girlfriends always lived Mansfield, Foxborough, Walpole, all that shit. But um. Uh, so I was, that's uh, a all... pipeline area, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. But, um, they, uh, like, so I spent a lot of time over there, drive oh. through it and stuff all the time. Um, that's just like where all of like the, like young Patriots players live. Um, or like if you get traded, I think you like go there and, um, that's where they put you. I wonder if Bill, I'll bet you Bill like sets up uh Foxborough PD has a couple, has a couple cruisers every night, just uh, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> chilling on the street, <laughs> making sure, making sure they're not doing anything fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that, you know, I don't care if they're doing dumb shit. I just don't want them getting caught doing dumb shit, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I know. I totally agree. Um, I always, I would hope that Bill just has total control of Foxborough PD. I would hope he's basically, you know, the police yeah. chief there. You know, I want. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I want yeah. him. If his players are fucking around, I want him. You know, disciplining them. You know, yeah. I want and him. I th- yeah. I think if there's like a if there's like a city in like all of sports, like I think there's like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they. I truly believe that they could get away with anything they fucking wanted in the town of Foxborough. Yeah, and, I and I'm so. telling you, like, you, it's not like it, you can't like make the comparison. Like, you can't just be like, oh yeah, like, um, you know, whatever. LeBron could get away with anything, you know, in LA. Like, I don't think that's the case over in LA, or or like, you know, whatever other like massive name athletes. Like, I don't think Joe Burrow, like, in Cincinnati, like, he's in the city of Cincinnati, like. Foxborough's a small town, small little town with a massive yeah. fucking stadium plopped in the middle of it. Like anything happens with Foxborough Police Department, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, it's, I mean, just under the rug. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, and that's like Foxborough, that's a town that just breathes Patriots Oh, football. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody, like, I know anybody that lives in that area, like game days are just the biggest thing ever oh, in those yeah. towns. Like, I mean, it is all over New England, but. And those like two, three towns right there, like it's it's special. It's cool. Extreme. Um, yeah. There's one more guy I want to shout out on the Pats offense that I think he's the biggest weapon on the team. Um, like a big complaint I have about the Pats is I feel like like if you're like an opposing coach, like who are you game planning for on our team? No, I mean nobody. like Matt Ch- maybe Matt Judon, but other than that, yeah. nobody. One guy I do think he's a weapon, Hunter Henry. Yeah, I was in the red zone. He's, a, he's yeah. a red zone weapon. When you're in the red zone, you you know what I mean? He might draw he's doubles. Du- yeah, exactly. He, yeah. If I, I would double him because yeah. there's nobody else on the offense that you really have to stress out about yeah. as of now unless someone breaks out. But uh, he's been, he was a great weapon for us last year. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to shout him out because yeah, no. he's Hunter Henry fan. And we need to talk about we need to talk about another player as well. And I we actually haven't even and we didn't even touch on it on episode one. Yeah. And we when all of this happened, odds of Bob's was in their off season. We didn't even we didn't put anything out there, which is honestly my fault. We should have still like done fucking something. But track back last college football season, our guy, odds of Bod's mob, our guy, Bailey Zappy. When I found out, I was on the golf course. Yeah, tell Dom, the story, please. Dom, I was on the golf course. I'm in the middle of the fairway, obviously. And um, Dom calls me, and I pick up. I'm like, dude, I'm on the fucking golf course. What's up? He's like, no, no, don't hang up. Like, stay on. You won't believe what just happened. And this is like in whatever round he was picked. Uh, what was it? Like the fifth? third round, maybe? Third? I think it was relatively okay. early on, but who okay. knows? Um, yeah, he's like, he's like, guess who the Patriots just drafted? And I knew immediately. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He's like, Bailey Zappi. And I was like, holy yeah. fuck. I like, I was immediately, I was immediately scared for Mac, Mac Jones' job. Immediately. Yeah. Um, so unbelievable. Cannot believe it. Like, I, I thought, and I have to give, honestly, my, I have to give myself credit here. I, this just goes to show that I think like Bill Belichick. Because I I saw I saw what Bailey Zappi had. I'm sure before Bill. I mean, I called this out a while ago. Before 
the conference playoffs, their conference championship games in college football. I was like, this guy, I don't think anybody knows, understands what the fuck he's doing week in and week out over at Western Kentucky. Um, so I think like Bill Belichick, that's the first takeaway. Two, unbelievable that um, uh, the Patriots drafted Bailey Zappi. Three, um, let's dive in real quick to the first preseason game. He got majority of the snaps, and there were a couple things that stood out. Um, one, the Patriots literally just made him throw the ball all over the field. First first drive, first set that he got in the game, um, just three straight passes and, like, not check downs. <laughs> Like, like they, they didn't hand the ball off. They didn't just have him throw a check down. Like he was throwing like, like 15 yard out routes, post patterns. Like, I mean, um, he didn't, he he didn't complete any because we had a couple of false starts and penalties, which really fucked him up on the first drive. That sucks. And his team, uh, the rest of the guys really let him down there because just in terms of confidence in your first drive and everything, that's just not what you want to do. Right. Um, but, uh, after that, got in his groove a little bit. Um, overall, his play was, I think, mediocre. And I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about our backup quarterback and how he did in a preseason game here. Uh, yeah. But there's one, there he did he did he had some phenomenal throws. He also missed some layup throws. Uh, but anyways, there's one play. He um, they ran a fourth uh, fourth and one QB sneak, and I think he uh, he snuck the ball for like six fucking yards. <laughs> <laughs> love that love that um, yeah so anyway all right there yeah um yeah i mean that's so, super exciting news that you know our guy came to us our guy kind yeah of our guy came our, our, our he, like game. moved into our little neighborhood kind of yep, um, exactly it was awesome he's, he's running show over there in the townhomes i bet um, oh yeah he is i mean that that's that's his neck of the woods right there like he yeah. owns that he's the mayor yeah. over there i'm sure um yeah, yeah just you know just you know, it's funny how this life works like that. You know, here we are sucking these balls all uh, <clears throat> all last fall, and we're just like, just imagine. But, like, I, there was never the one thought in my mind that he would come here, uh, that he would, you know, that we would draft him, and there it is. There it is. And you, I think you, Dom, and I played phone tag with each other right when it happened. Because yeah. I was watching it live, and I called you right after. Yeah, I think you called and me. Then, yeah. and, then Dom, and then Dom called me. So like the yeah. three of us were like playing phone tag. It was great. Yeah, but oh, uh, man, that was awesome. That. Um, also, honestly, I'm yeah, sorry. Before we, are you going to move on to something I will, else? I, would, I have, have one more comment okay, on Bailey, yeah. and that's it. All right. Um, I was going to say all really all all I'm looking for for him because I I, I love Mac. I, I'm I'm all in on Mac. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I want him to become like almost like a little like a Jimmy G. You know, like he's like he like over the course of the next like four years, like plays really well in preseason. Say Matt goes down, he comes in and like puts together some wins and everything in the regular season. And then like year four comes around and like, we don't fuck up this time with like the trade thing. And while he's a fire trade chip, we get rid of him. That's what I hope he becomes. Yeah. I am. Um, I guess I'll, you know, and I was, tell- I was, I hold on another, sorry. I no, go on. one last comment. I was going to say this. If Bailey Zappi gets drafted by, say, the Dolphins with Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and all those weapons at wide receiver, all that speed, um, we've all seen his fucking arm. I swear to yeah. God, I think I think he'd be like, um, I think he'd be like a, an absolute superstar, diamond in the rough, 
draft pick for the Dolphins. Like he'd be literally like a Josh Allen Patrick. I, I think he would literally be fucking unbelievable with those guys. Yeah, I do. Th- I think he has an amazing arm. Um, you know, there's more to being an NFL quarterback than that, but he, right. I think he has a very good arm. He can sling it, man. He can. Yep. Um, but I so I was, but you know, before I you said that, I was gonna say I think do I should I tell the story of how I got recognized the other day? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. um, you know, you got recognized after after Tyranny made that video of you last year. Remember you, yep. got, you got recognized for Chillout. This yep. is not this is not as cool, but so so the viewers know. I told you, of course. So I, I get my old change at Valvoline. Um, big Valvoline guy. So I don't know if you know how Valvoline works, but like, you know, like there's like three different doors that you go yeah, in. It's like a jiffy so lube. Like, I'm a yeah, jiffy it's a jiffy lube. So like I go in in the middle and then there's two cars on the side of me and I'm sitting there for a minute. I tell the guy what I want. And from, uh, I hear someone go LD and I'm like, what's the, fr- <laughs> you know, what the fuck did I just hear that? Right. And then I look to my left and the kid goes, what's up, man. I'm Brett Sturr's buddy from uh Dutchberry. And uh, Unreal. I started talking to him, and I was just like, and I was like, how wait? And he's like, I know you're from Odds and Bods or something like that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, talking to him for a minute, but it was just so friggin' funny. And then, of course, you know, some fat ass employee there like got in our way. But um, my first, you know, my first you know taste our of shit public, reaches then. yeah, my first taste of public fame or you know yeah. just fame, yeah, um, and celebrity, yeah, you know. And I, I loved that. I was, it made me so happy. Um, Kids from a kid from Duxbury too, and you know yeah, they, exactly, yeah. they they ain't easy to impress. But uh... they're not, they're not. And the kid, <laughs> the kid was, the kid was, you know, as, as thrilled I as I am to you know be noticed in public. Um, I think he was probably more excited. He probably went home, told his mom and dad. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yep. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was so funny. Um, and I, I think I like that feeling. I like that feeling of being noticed. For my work, I'm, for our work I'm, that we do here I, on the pod, it feels good. It feels it does. good. When you told me that, it it, it it felt good over here too. Yeah, I um, thought it was hilarious, and I was just like, "Yeah, I am a big fucking deal." Um, but yeah, no, I just had to tell the story. Um, hopefully more, hopefully more of that to come in the future. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then there will be. This year's going to be a big year. Um, you know, we've got the 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 core following down for odds and bods. Yep. Uh, they'll be tuning in, and you know, we're just gonna. Keep chugging along, keep expanding, uh, keep building. Um, they always say year, year two is a big year for the quarterback. You know, yep. Year, year two, two is year a big year for the podcast. Yeah, I mean we're, I mean we're right in line with Max Jones here. Like his his career, yeah. wherever his career goes, is where odds and bods will go. Will go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As long as I agree. If he gets traded, then absolutely not. We won't. But um, yeah. I'll tell you this. So. Um, I do have a couple questions here um, on uh, on college football. We're going to shift gears. College football is starting sooner than the NFL, obviously, just like every year. Next Saturday, or not next Saturday would be – not this Saturday, but the Saturday after that. I don't know if technically when you say next Saturday, that's that day, but the 27th. Um, yeah. College football starts um, – I'm so excited for this year, but there's a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth just with the whole restructuring and NIL shit. And we'll get into that, uh, of course. Um, and I also want to let you know, uh, for the listeners, next week, uh, next week's 
um, episode. Episode three is going to be the full-blown college football preview episode for the entire season. Um, we're going to be making uh, tons of futures picks, um, you know, our thoughts on tons and tons of teams week one or uh, week zero uh, picks as well. But a um, couple questions just go- leading into the season here uh, for the both of us, LD. And I want you to you know, I want you to go first here because I don't quite know my answer just yet. I'm between a, a few different teams, but um, non power five schools, non power, non power five, right? Non power five. Who is the like? Who's the Alabama? Who is the who is the absolute powerhouse? Say the power five schools just never existed. And then you look back in the last 10 years, who probably rack up a bunch of championships? Oh, you're saying like in the past, who has been the team? Yeah, like so if, and, oh, and, yeah. And, and like looking ahead and everything, like who's just like who's like that fucking stud program um, non power five? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, I mean, the obvious answer as far as the past goes, like Boise State, if they, if the power five never yeah. existed, Boise State would have. You know, never lost a game for ten years, and they would still yeah. be rolling. Um, but yeah. they're kind of, you know, they're just they're. I mean, they're still a good program, but yeah. they're not what they were. Um, Cincinnati's the obvious I, answer. Let me uh, let me let me rephrase a little bit here. Yeah. Let me rephrase. So let's pre- like I'm pre- saying the Power Five never existed, like in the last ten years. So like all those stud football like recruits and everything Ooh. too like they had to go somewhere like what was that sc- which one of these schools do you oh, think wow. like put together that program that like just banged you, you see the question you, now yeah okay probably ucf ucf okay okay because yeah. they are um they just i mean they were i guess this isn't answering your question now but they were really they're, they've had a good program for ten years. Yeah, even great re- yeah. great recruiting area. Um, they get all the Florida kids. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They had they had they've had some good coaches, obviously. Yeah. I don't really know how else. And uh, I guess the other, you know, my other answers would be a Texas school. So, yeah. like, what Texas school would that be? Like, maybe. I guess Houston's technically not Power Five. Houston would be great. Yeah, that's a ten. Yeah. SMU, um, just like I, I just you got to go to the places that are in good recruiting areas. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess those are my three answers. And then as far as you know, back to the original question or my original idea, what the question was, Cincinnati is definitely the team of the future right. when it comes to that. Um, yeah. I could see them I could see them becoming like what Boise State was. And yeah. I think maybe they could even eclipse what Boise State ever was was because now with the expanded playoff, like Cincinnati will have these chances to to play like these great teams in the postseason, you know? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. Boise State never really had that opportunity to. Um Yeah. So yeah. I agree. What about I, you? Do you have any thought or? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so my, my answer, uh, to this was, so I, I had two, um, and like my, if I, you know, my first answer would be SMU, like you said, um, yeah. I went and visited the campus and everything. I, I, and it's fucking awesome down there. 
Um, I got to raise the fucking uh, the guy just fucking literally let me raise the the field goal net and everything. It was great. Um, yeah, that was awesome. But um, yeah, I mean SMU is is just it's classic. It has so much college football history too with the death penalty and everything. Like um, I just feel like that would and it's like you said it's in a recruiting hotbed. I think it would attract a lot of a lot of guys. Um, and I mean the the women are gorgeous. The campus is beautiful. Um, so I, I would go SMU and then my other like sleeper pick, my other sleeper pick that I, I feel like could be like a, if the, if the power five, like never existed, who would be like in the college football playoff or right around it, like every year would be app state, um, I see. Appalachian yep. state, um, for some reason, their campus is, is beautiful and everything. And for some reason, like already they have built a program that attracts really good players to like this, the, this college town in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's like, even when the power five exists still like they're taking like power five players and they're like, and they're getting them to commit there somehow. (laughs) And I don't, and um, app state, I've always loved app state. Um, They're a great betting team uh, as well. Uh, those are my two answers. I like I like SMU and App State. They are, yeah. See, I App State was a team that I looked at when I was, I was like, I pulled up all the teams and he asked me that question. They were a team that caught my eye because they have just had a great program. Somehow, like they've only been a D one A program for like ten years and they're already very good. Yeah. Um, and the SMU pick is probably there's no correct answer to that, but if there's one correct answer, it's SMU. Mm-hmm. for i mean and i guess my thinking is like they do have that history dallas is an awesome place um there's a ton of money in dallas yeah and then and in today's modern college football climate which we're, we're going to talk about this but you know having money in the area in alumni with money matters mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> yeah and i just think you know what i mean they would they would just be able to buy kids and they would, yeah, they would clean up and it's yeah. a great recruiting area. So yeah, no, that's a great question too. Great choice. Question two, you're a free safety. Oh. You're free safety. You're graduating high school, play football. Obviously you're free safety. You're a three star, three star recruit, but you can go anywhere you want, anywhere you want. Any school you want, obviously, if you go to LSU or something like that, you know, who knows, you know, what happens from there. You could get fucking cut. You could start, become a stud. You could only play one year. Who, who the hell knows? You could fail out. Um, maybe if you go to San Jose State, you get on an NFL draft board somewhere. Who knows? Where are you going? Free this safety. Is an, this is an amazing question. Free safety, three stars. Oh, okay, amazing question. Um, I think about this all the time where like, if I was like, if I played this position, what school would I go to? Yeah. So it's not, it's, like, it's not like there's like a fucking sure. Like LSU calls it like DBU and shit, but like, like free safeties though. Like, I mean, there's studs at that position everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, there's like, there's like the obvious answer of like probably Alabama or Georgia. Cause I think, Saban and Kirby Smart are like two of the best defensive coaches out there. They and like, they, like maybe they would be able to elevate my game and like the competing with like guys around me could elevate my game. 
it's but there's you. also it's so, you with yeah. your your work ethic and everything. Yeah. Oh, my work ethic. <laughs> oh, then I'm going to like UMass or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, seriously. I, mean, I, I know. know. I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, dude. That's another low key <laughs> school that would be nasty because yeah. I think UMass is a sick campus. Oh, uh, with my with my work ethic. Um, yeah, UMass. Um, I always said I wanted to play quarterback at USC. I think, you know, that's just like a long, long dream of mine that I, I right. have not given up on. Um, big yeah. Matt, Matt Barkley guy, right? Yeah, it's UMass. Yeah, um, well, it's a big Matt line. I, I, I La- yeah. think I could have been Sam Darnold. Yeah, I know it's kind of a crazy thing, but. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, but like in all seriousness, though, like UMass. also like. Is that your final answer, UMass? Yeah, going to UMass. Stay a local kid. <laughs> a local kid, absolutely. Uh, um, but I guess, what about you? I feel like, and also there's like the, there's the question also of like if I'm a free safety, like what school like do I want to go to? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, like what's um, the school that like that like does the most with the smallest kids? Like what's the smallest school kid that doesn't get top recruits? But turns yes. out like really good players, right? And I've, I don't know. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got, I've got my answer. Uh, yeah. What do you, what right do you have? Now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Western Michigan. I'm playing on Tuesday. Oh, nights. really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm playing on Tuesday nights. I want, I, I want, I, I mean, if I'm a three star guy, like, and you know, I want to be nationally televised as much as possible. Um. I'm going and I'm playing on Tuesday nights and I'm going to get fucked up on Saturday nights yeah. while I watch everybody else play football. And also because I know for a fact I'm going to be one of those players that's also like like I am now, really into the game. I want to watch the games on Saturday, right? I want to watch the games. I want to, I'm going to be betting on the games still, like under the table and shit, you know, offshore. Like I'm going to be doing all that. Um, I'm a three-star athlete, right? Um, yeah. I'm going li- to light it up on Tuesdays. I'm going to light it the fuck up on Tuesday nights and then I'm going to cruise the rest of the week right into Saturday. And the, my week restarts on s- Sunday morning. Um, I which love I guess that. the week so, restarts anyways, but yeah. When you originally said, I want to play on Tuesday nights, my first thought was, Oh, I can still get fucked up all weekend too. It's <laughs> yeah. like, there's probably like a 24 hour rule or 48 hour rule. But if you play on Tuesday night, right. That's I Sunday mean, night. So you start I know. Friday it's, and Saturday it's night. perfect. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going You're to so Western right. Michigan. I don't, I will say, I, I mean, everybody that plays on Tuesdays, like deal with the fucking shit weather. But um, I mean, as long as I'm not like, I mean, I'm a free safety. I'm not like grabbing the football and stuff. Cause I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I would probably, if I was like a quarterback or something, I'd have trouble like playing in fucking two degree weather in fucking Western Michigan in fucking December. Yeah. Um, but it would build that character in a way. Though. Yeah. It yeah. Would, yeah. So um, actually, I have, so I, I knew there was a question I wanted to ask you this. And I'm glad I thought of what it was. But there was a question I've been wanting to ask you. Of like, so there's like these blue, like the blue blood programs that are down nowadays. Um, I'm yeah. thinking like in my head, I'm thinking Miami, USC, Nebraska, Texas, Nebraska, and Texas. I think those are the four schools I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, neither of them have, I think Florida USC, State. USC last won the national champ. No, not even Florida State. 
Florida State's like you, down as hell. Man. The last but, one of the, but yeah, but the last one of those but they've won like they won to the national within the past ten years. But they won within yeah. the past ten years. Yeah, but they were good. Of they those were four really teams, good. yeah. The last one to win a national championship was like twenty years ago. Texas was twenty years ago. USC was twenty years ago, and then Miami and Nebraska were probably twenty five years ago. Which when one was, of those? When was wait, when was when was Vince when was Vince Young's national championship? Would have been 05. So oh, wow, I keep I keep forgetting it's two thousand twenty two, dude. Seriously, <laughs> I was like I was like, dude, that was like ten years ago. Yeah, I know, <laughs> seriously, dude. I in my mind, it's always just like two thousand seven. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Matt Ryan's playing at BC. But um, yeah. what so those what so those four teams do you think will be the first to make it to the college football mm. playoff? Ooh, um, it, uh, Texas. I think Texas will. Really? Um, yeah. Like as I'll I'll tell you, like it's it's truly it's truly inevitable that like Texas football will be back at some point. And it's really hard between Texas and UN and USC for me. It's hard. It's really hard. Miami, I think, is fucking done. They are done. <laughs> they will never, ever, ever, ever get back, I don't think. And I don't want them to. I hate the U. I fucking oh, really? hate I Miami. I like Miami. Yeah. I, like I fucking – I hate Miami. I hate this. well, I hate the city of Miami. Like, I will, oh. will never catch – you will never catch me in the city of Miami. Um, I could not agree anymore. Could yeah. not agree anymore. Just as slimy as. And there, I but. just don't think. I just don't think you can. Can I think in today's day and age, the recruits that they attract, you just you can't. They will never. You can't control them. They will, and they won't be controlled. The the guys that step in that locker room, like <laughs> they yeah. will. They will never be a team. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> um, yeah. Nebraska. Nebraska. I just. Is, is hard for me to see. It's that's hard for me to see playing in the Big Ten and everything. And it's it's that's that's hard for me to see. I just think that it's between U. It's between Texas and USC. And, and I just think um, USC. There's um, there's there's more. I think there's more competition. And so and like if you look at USC, there's been more. So many NFL failures that run through that program as of recent it's not going to attract as many recruits i think texas will get it's still going to attract a ton of fucking phenomenal recruits but not as many as texas i don't think and i think texas honestly is on the way up too i mean they just literally got archie manning they also have um uh quinn ewers quinn ewers like i mean yeah so like i mean they're already like getting there um so and also like who doesn't want to play football at fucking texas come on yeah um but yeah i think if i think the first one to be back is going to be texas and to be totally honest it might be i think it's going to be next year i think i think texas i think take here texas makes the college football playoff next year oh wow okay so i think i think next year is a year too early Okay. Um, I, I, I think I would say if I had to pick one of those teams, I would say Texas too. Uh, one, because I think that Quinn Ewers kid is an absolute stud. Um, you're right. Like Texas, it's inevitable to get really good during a sick recruiting area. 
Um, and I think they're so they're moving to the SEC and USC is moving to the Big Ten. I think and I think both of them are going to return and they're both, you know, there's a good chance they do. But I think Texas will make the adjustment to the SEC better than USC will make yeah. the adjustment to the Big Ten. Agreed. Um, yeah, but like I think, see, people are forgetting Quinn Ewers. So you know how it's his second year in college, but he skipped his senior year of high school. I so know. He's he's tucking. He was at camp because he wanted to go to camp. Yeah, he should only be a freshman in college. So he's he's still young. Like I still like I think he will blow up. Not this coming season, but the one after that. I think he'll do good this year, and the team will be good. I think they're still a year away from being that, you know, being back in the playoff. Um, and Bijan Robinson, I like, I like Texas. Yep. I'm root, I'm rooting for Texas. That Bijan Robinson, <clears throat> that kid's a stud, and they they also have that, they have that kid that plays defense for them. He's like, he just looks so athletic. He's like, where's number eight? He has like fifteen armbands on each arm. His name's like over the street. You know who I'm talking to? You must. Uh, I, I I mean if I saw him I bet, but I just I can't number eight on Texas just on isn't defense. For, isn't... He plays like linebacker. He's a good player. Oh shit. Um, he's a okay, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, he's like he's just so like a I tall, know I, I, kid, like... I know the single digit number linebacker from Texas. That's what I know. Like that's oh, wait, that's that, what I remember. Am I thinking of the right kid? Maybe I'm mixing up names, but they have this defensive player. I think his last name's over something. Um, and he just looks so fucking athletic. I love the kid. And, like, um, yeah, he wears the Overshone. That's his name. Overshone. Okay, so I just looked up the play? roster. He plays linebacker. Okay. Linebacker. Yeah, he wears number zero. Yeah, that's okay. So that's the kid. That's how I That's how I know him because I remember watching him and thinking this kid's fucking flying around. <laughs> and yeah. – uh, his, his, I thought Demar- it was awesome. He wore zero. Yeah, Demarvion Overshone is his name. Um, Sounds like a future Patriot. Yeah, I absolutely I love the kid, and he wears number zero as all the RB. And he like he has that. He's six four two twenty four, and he just looks so athletic. Like you see this kid on the field, and um, you just he has an NFL body. You look at him and you think this kid has an NFL body. You know, I love that. I remember I also. It. Speaking of like, because I've, I've fallen for this before. If you like, no, obviously no one's looking through my old tweets because no one gives a fuck. But I remember watching a Texas football game with you like a few years ago um, when Sam Ellinger was there and they had that receiver. His name was it Charles Johnson. And yeah, he was no, like the same no, thing. He had like the, know, he had the um, crazy, he had like, he just like had like the most athletic looking body. Fuck. And he like he had a pretty good year, and I. He's remember. in the NFL. He's in the NFL right now. Yeah, he he's, might be. I think he plays yeah. for the Rams. I think. Really, uh, he fuck. might. I, I, I want to say kid. I want to say it's Calvin Johnson, but it's not. It's not Calvin. It's I think Ch- it's I think Christina. Charles. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, I'm looking it up. Um, but I remember thinking like same thing. I was like, oh, this kid looks so athletic. This kid looks so good. And he like maybe even didn't, didn't even get Colin. Yeah, Colin, yeah. Colin Johnson. But I was like, this kid's a featured Giants. top 10 overall pick. <laughs> Giants wide receiver. Wow. Oh, he plays for the Giants? Oh, God. Dude, yeah, he he's scored, fucked. He, he scored a couple touchdowns last year. Oh, really? He scored two touchdowns, 377 receiving yards. 
Oh, wow. Okay. You know I mean, <laughs> he's playing with Danny Dimes, too, which, you know what I mean? Put him with a good quarterback, no one Matt yeah. Jones. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I was wonder. I'm going to kind of want to go back and look at when I tweeted that, see if I still even have you it know, on this profile. You know, that's a, that's a guy right there that probably has some fucking – Banana Land YouTube highlights. I might do that after we wrap this up. Yeah. Colin Johnson highlights, Texas highlights. Okay, um, dude, he had a good year, man, where I was like, oh, this kid's going to be top 10 pick. I, yep. I think we both yep. liked him because if yeah. you remember him, then we definitely both were like in cahoots with this, this yep. theory. Yep. Yep. Um, fuck. I don't even remember where the fuck we are in the agenda. Yeah, here. I think we were just talking questions. Oh, talking college football. I think, yeah, talking college football. I think kind of like in our idea, like in our heads, we were going to move on to um, just talking NIL and conference realignment, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll, I don't let, even... I'll let me just say this right off the bat here. Um, I hate all of it. I'm a guy that hates all that hates all of it. Um, yeah. I don't I don't like I don't like the two like mega conferences. I don't like that idea. I don't like NILs and we should dedicate an entire fucking episode at some point during this football season to that. Well, maybe we'll do a double episode where I can just do my NIL college athletes getting paid argument that I love. I will talk for years. Maybe it'll be a two hour special. Um, Maybe we'll bring Dom Loney or, or, you know, whoever in here uh, to to barter with me. Uh, But I'm I'm very much against this whole thing. Happy to to, uh, to touch on it here. Yeah, well, so I think that you know, I agree. The NIL thing is we could talk for a while on that. And I, 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 I'm definitely on the other side as you. I'm not, like, crazy passionate about it. Like, you are against NIL. I'm not that crazy passionate for it. Um, so maybe, you know, bringing Dom Luoni in, bringing in a third party would be a good thing for, like, an episode like that. Um, I'd say, but conference realignment. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I I truly hate it. I hate it. I, I, get, I get why it's happening, but I yeah, fucking hate it. And I'm like kind of like a traditionalist when it comes to college football. And I will. But, I want. I want to say this to our viewers, and you agree. Enjoy this football season. Yeah. Enjoy this college football season because it will be one of the last that we see like this. College yep. football is changing so much. It is. Appreciate this season we have right now because I think where college football is five years from now, ten years from now, will be unrecognizable from the past few years. Right. And and this um, is how I, w- I want to use this analogy too because and under- make sure that people understand that this is how it works in the NCAA. So the reason that it is so attractive for these teams to do this uh, is a number of reasons, but the Big Ten and the SEC, those are businesses, those are conferences, but they are a massive, massive business. Think of them, think of the Big Ten as fucking Apple and the SEC as Microsoft. And these teams, like even like USC and Texas, I believe me, I know, understand that they are massive college football programs and everything, but the goal is to have these mega conferences like they again the teams that are moving are the ones that you just mentioned that are like really haven't been doing well as of late right yeah. um think of them as you know 
mid-sized company startups where they're like, yo, like Apple just like asked us to like, just wanted to acquire us for like X amount of money. And they said, it's going to get us this many clients and this much more money. And they're going to give us all this money to, in order to go get more of what we do. Like it's like, it's a business. And I don't like when college football becomes overly business oriented. Uh, before it was the NCAA was the crooked fucking business that everybody lived underneath. Um, and now the big 10 and the sec with the way things are sh- shaping up are acquiring these schools to come in because the schools think they are, well, they don't just think they are going to get more recruits, more money. Um, they're going to draw more fans. The games are going to be more competitive. I get all that like from a business standpoint, but as a fan for me, it's not, it's not college football. And what I would rather have happen is the exact opposite. I would create a sixth power and call it the power or the power six conferences. And I would create a college football playoff bracket that just include the winners of the conference. And the two that are, uh, you know, above everybody else, you know, get buys. I think that's, I would love a, I would love six conferences that include that would happily take on teams like UCF, Houston, um, you know, can keep going on uh, with, you know, whoever you want, um, Cincinnati. Um, I would rather have them expand to another, uh, have a different, uh, another conference, a six one, and create a college football playoff where there's no fucking committee. There's no committee. No committees. Committees stink. The BCS, the, the reason it was crooked because there's a fucking committee. Like, we didn't even change much when it comes to the college football playoff. Like, people don't understand that. Like, yeah. we, all we did, we barely changed anything. It's just another additional teams that the same damn BCS fucking committee, in quotes, have, j- just get to, like, flap around their 80-year-old rich as fuck family money cocks in in a fucking meeting room like it's it's the same fucking thing i want a bunch of things from college for college football and it's just not what's happening now with the uh the two mega conferences unless this i have one i have one unless for the fans one unless if you're gonna make two mega conferences I want the top four from each conference going to an eight-person playoff. That's it. If you do no. that, if you do that, I'm fine. I see. I don't, and I want, I but I, 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 I want each like conference. That. I want I each conference to have I, like twenty teams. I don't, I don't know if I like the automatic qualifiers. So, like, I don't know. See, like to me, so like it was. The, I've, the, I've always had a problem with the college football playoff. I, if it was up to me, we'd go back to two teams if it was up to me we would go back to the 90s where 
the national champion was voted on, and there was no national championship game. Um, not even kidding. And then I, I loved the two team. I loved the the top two teams played each other for the championship. I hate the four team playoff. If it was up to me, I'd go back to the two team. So, um, uh, so my I, thinking, yeah. Well, my thinking is, I loved like what to me like what I always loved about college football was every single game mattered. Yes. If a team lost one game, good chance their season was over. Yes. Okay. And you know what I mean? Um, and now you see teams like, especially SEC teams, Bama, Georgia, LSU, they lose one game and it's not the end of the world to them. Um, yeah, I know. And you know what I mean? I think back in the day, or I shouldn't say back in the day, 15, 20 years ago when the SEC wasn't just all the – almighty and like the most dominant by far conference um you know what i mean it was it was just the two power five teams that were still undefeated at the end of the year so let's say nobody ran a table in the sec but a team in the acc went undefeated and a team in the big Ten went undefeated those two teams would play each other yeah but the thing you know is, and though, i, I the, love that like the thing that is though like when you have conferences that like it it that like it almost before the se- the season even starts eliminates teams because even like you can yeah. go and look at your schedule based on the teams you have to play in your conference and you're like oh we can go undefeated and we're still not we're not we're not gonna do shit like yeah I like I really like like okay like oh it's almost like how basketball the automatic qualifiers and like the upsets and stuff like I think that if you in- initiated like like say like six conferences and automatic qualifiers like it would at least give like these teams like that hope of like let's all right like we you know we lost a game fuck you know we got to go pull something off in the playoffs in the conference you know championship game or the playoffs to you know go and, and get a bid into the 16 playoff or whatever it is um i just think that i don't i don't like I don't like leaving it to a committee. I don't like old men making decisions for me. Yeah. Sound familiar, United you know States I mean? of America. I don't <laughs> like old white men making decisions for me and yeah. my fandom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what? It's not even, you know what? The worst part too, I, you know, I hate to say it. It's not old white men. It's like, like Connelly's a fucking rice. I'm pretty sure is in the college football playoff. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want that fucking bitch fucking thinking she knows more about college football than me or who belongs in this college football playoff. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. You know what uh, I mean? And I guess you know another thought. You know, you say you hate the committee, and I I hate it too. Not as much as you, but like, I always thought too. Like when we first moved to the fourteen playoff, I always thought like kind of the point of it too was also like. Hey, a team like TCU will be given the chance to play right. for the championship. It's not the case unless you or Boise State, and it bigger. wasn't. And it wasn't. Cincinnati did it last year. You know what I mean? And that was good to see. Yeah. Um. And I thought relatively for Cincinnati, I thought they played well. They held their own against Bama. I, think I thought. So um. Eldie, if you but think like about that, it, but there's only there's only been, been one. There's only been one singular good college football semifinal game, and that's Oklahoma-Georgia. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Bowl. You're right. Yeah, and that you're game right. was one of the best you know. college football games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's and been that's... one. Yeah, and that makes me think that, like, 
the problem with college football is just the lack of parity that there is. I think, you know, we can complain about NIL. We can bitch about conference like realignment. I think the biggest problem with it is there's four, there's three, four teams that are just so much better than everybody else for the yeah, most part. I know, I know, but like I, I also believe too that it's just like one of the reasons too that I want a bigger playoff, and I also want conference like semifinal and, and final games is like sure you have to play another two football games. As a fan, I love that, but. And I understand, like, okay, it's another, like, you know, if you make it to the championship game, it's another four football games you have to play. You fuckheads, that's what it's like in the NFL. Get fucking used to it. You want to go there? You play an extra fucking four games. You want to win the Super Bowl. Um, But also, the other side of that is I fucking hate bowl games. They're such – it's such a pussy participation bullshit thing. Like, it really is. Yeah, I hate bowl games, dude. Like I well, believe it, I bowl season I love. Like I love like, the okay. whole, like all the pools and betting up like I love that. But like if I'm a player, like I like I I truly totally understand when players opt out of bowl games. Oh, absolutely. Like, who the fuck cares? Like you're there's like there's like the the uh um the New Year's six bowls and then outside of that, they're all toilet bowls. Every yeah. single one of them. Like you you just to become bowl eligible, you need to be 500. Like that's, it's just crazy. And I think that if you gave these teams that are like in say like second or like third place in their conference to play meaningful, meaningful football games after their regular season ends for a chance, if you pull off an upset to go to a college football, you know, six or 18 playoff, like, oh my God, these kids are going to be so much more competitive. They're like throughout the entire season. Like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's one of those things where like, if you set it up almost like college basketball does like a lot, like uh, less of a scale, like create my, my dream, my, honestly, my dream would be to have, have six, six, conferences and in all six conferences they there are there's like 20 teams in every single one yeah and okay so so it it does it, it gives the other the other teams like Cincinnati Boise State UCF a chance but you have to play well within your conference and then okay you're in the ACC and the, and also they need to be evenly like this like you know they need to be even and i think that if you created them like that they would get there but um they you know it, it gives everyone a chance i think and i and i think it creates more meaningful football games like there are so there are te- there are conferences out there like for example the pac12 you end your regular season and then it's that's like it you just go and play in the fiesta bowl and then yeah. you, what, go and either get a job in, you know, working on the, the ports over in L.A. or you go to try your try your best in the NFL combine. It's like it's it's I, I think there should be more meaningful football games being played. And I understand the argument of, oh, if this, if my idea is, you know, does not happen, 
then every single game in the regular season is meaningful. But that would still be the case as long, because you still have to qualify for your conference playoffs. And then yeah. from there, you get – if you, you know, pull off some crazy upsets, you know, you get to go to, uh, uh, to the college football playoff. You know what I so I, I saw something the other day, um, and I actually I think I like it. What if they did bowl games at the beginning of the season? And I think I didn't really read the article. I just I glimpsed at it, took a glimpse at it. Um, it basically what it, I think in my eyes how I would like it is, you know what I mean? If you if you're good enough, you finish the season good enough, um, you get to play in a bowl game the next season, and. You get matched up with whoever you play, and essentially it is part of your out-of-conference schedule mm. at the beginning of the mm. season. And yeah. the reason is the reasons I like it. There's two like big that. reasons I like it in my head. One is, I like you said, I totally 100% understand why players do not want to play in the bowl game. For the most part, it's not worth it. Every once in a while, you see a guy who has a big bowl game, and it, it does help out their draft stock. But yeah. kids don't want to... You know what I mean? Can you imagine, like, you know, your whole life yeah. is ruined on just one pointless bowl season game? Yeah. Um, but if it's at the beginning of the season, um, you know, kids don't have to worry about it. It's just too – but it's still, like, a big game because it, like – you know what I mean? If you could create, like, a bowl, bowl game at the beginning of the season that, like, it kind of means more. You know, it's cool. It's the Fiesta Bowl or whatever. Like, a you know, neutral site game. It's kind of yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, so, you know what I mean? And that would just, you know, it would avoid the whole opt-out issue. Um, and also, to me, the best part of the season is the out-of-conference games, the first three, four weeks of the season, when you have Ohio State versus Notre yep. Dame. Um, Georgia-Oregon this year. Georgia-Oregon. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, guys, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm taking Oregon in that game. I've already decided. Oh, I've really? Already decided. Oh, yeah, it's a 14-and-a-half point spread. In favor of the dogs. I'm taking Oregon. Bo Nix. Yeah. I think yeah, okay. that's a hot take. Bo Nix is going to be a Heisman candidate. At the end of the yeah. Season. But I, what I was trying to say is I feel like teams don't play as competitive of out of game. I mean, out of conference schedules as they used to. Yep. But now if they're forced to play, you know, a bowl game at the beginning of the season, it will add, um, it'll add one more tougher game, like out of conference yep. game, to their schedule where they have to play. Kinda. And can you imagine? Can you imagine that, like week one of the season, where um, you essentially, you know, you have all these top twenty-five teams playing each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you, you know, it would just. I think it'd be awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't read the article. I don't know how it works, but I just I thought that would be a really cool thing to do. I love that idea. Because like the whole the whole end of the season bowl game thing is totally watered down. It's totally watered down. It's so easy. Anybody makes a bowl game nowadays. Kids aren't playing in it. Um, I now I, it's just I 100% a, agree. It's a free vacation for the kids and nowadays. Like, and honestly, so again, if you really think about it, college basketball does that. The Maui Invitation. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Think about that. Point I had. Like, yeah. like, so, like, Kentucky plays Duke yeah. and shit. Like, like, literally in like uh, their second, first or second game of yeah. the season, like yep. at the Maui Invitational or the fucking San Juan, you know, Baganza, uh, whatever yep. it fucking may be. Like, I, I absolutely love that idea. I think that they should do that 
they should have the beginning of the season with all of their, you know, their sponsors, you know, the State Farm, you know, whatever game and, you know, you know, the walk-ons game and, and shit. Um, they all get their ads and everything. They all get their, you know, advertising uh, and all that shit. It's just at the beginning of the year when everyone's jacked up football and everything, it's going to be better for that too. But and you replace at the end of the years that extra game, something else with something else. You have to replace it with something else. Yeah. You can't just have teams ending their regular seasons with just nothing unless, like, they sucked. Then you don't deserve to play anything else. Like, to be honest, if you go fucking six and five or five and five, whatever it may be, you don't, you, your season deserves to end there. Yeah. There. I agree. I agree. You know, just be happier six and five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right off so into guess, the sunset, go to the NFL combine if you're doing that. If not, your career's over. Deal with it. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we um, probably should wrap up this topic, but yeah. just one last thing I question I have for you, and we'll both talk on this is like, where do you see the conference realignment going? Um, I actually, I think the conference realignment thing is very interesting as much as I hate it. Um, I, I get it. And I think it's very interesting. Like, where do you see, I guess you kind of already talked about this, but like, what do you see the future of conference realignment being? Um, yeah. So, anything like anything you would like to see anything? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So we're, and I, I think it's eventually going to go here, like within like five years or so as they, more teams so i think that it's going to go to two mega conferences it's going to go the sec and the big 10 they're going to be the two mega conferences um they're going to be split between two divisions uh each conference is going to have two divisions similar to how the big 10 does it as well as the sec um and then um from there the top two teams in each division are going to play each other and the winner goes and plays the winner of the other team for the the other conference, uh, I guess, conference championship game um, for the national championship. That's where yeah. I think it's going to go. Yeah. Um, it seems inevitable, I would say, right now that there's the, there's the two conferences. There's Big Ten. And the rest, S- all the other conferences and shit, and all the other teams are just – they do their fucking bowl games, I guess. Yeah, but I just see that to me, that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. No, believe me, it doesn't for me either. I just think that's where I think it's going. Yeah. And also, like, if they do, like, there's going to be some teams that are left out that shouldn't be left out. Um, So, like, just one thing I keep hearing is, like, so I think, you know, it's clear there's the Big Ten and SEC are far more superior than any other conference. Um, One thing I think is interesting is Notre Dame – from everything I hear, so I've been listening to a ton of the ESPNU radio. I've been telling you this. Um, Notre smart. Dame is like a huge chip, like a, a huge, whatever you want to say, piece in this all this bargaining yeah. between conferences because they are able to stay independent mm-hmm. um, by themselves because they have that crazy TV deal with yeah, NBC. With NBC. Yep. And, and TV deals is what all of this is about. This is exactly. all about TV deals. Yep. So Notre Dame is a huge bargaining piece, which both of those conferences, I think, would, you know, cut both their nuts off and their fucking wife's tits off. 
to have Notre Dame. Have Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, and Notre Dame is just holding strong and they're saying, no, we want to be independent. Yeah, it's just SEC. They, SEC has SEC has CBS and the Big Ten yeah. is Fox, and then Notre Dame just owns NBC. Yeah, and they're just they're just saying, fuck you guys. We're going to do what we want to do. We're the, maybe the biggest brand in all of college football, you know. 100%. 100%. Um, and they, they're just holding strong, and I love it. Um, and I would be – I think I would love to see – so I would love – I think I would love to see – I get it. Like, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC, they'll both get up to – it sounds like 20 teams is, like, where they want to get to, both of them. Yeah. So they're going to grab the biggest brands they can from the remaining conferences. But there are some teams that I'd like to see go independent with Notre Dame. And I don't know if it's doable because the only way Notre Dame is able to do it is because of the NBC right. deal. but. Two teams that I would like to see go independent with Notre Dame are Oregon and Miami. Um, and kind of the reason I say that is because I think both of those programs are kind of – they're just like such unique programs who kind of like are a little bit different than a lot of other programs. I guess like my one thinking is Oregon and the whole Phil Knight factor. Yep. And they have all this Nike money. Um yep. And I think they'll always be okay because they have, you know, their Nike's official school. You know what I mean? They basically yeah. all work for Nike. Um, so I think in they're just, they're, you know, they're not quite what they were. But, you know, 10 years ago, they were such a fun program to watch. They're so different than everyone else. So yeah. I think they could do – and they, they have a good brand nationally, I think. So yeah. I think they could do well independent. And Miami is the same thing where – they're kind of like a, an electrifying program where you either really love them or you really hate them. Um, and both of those programs, I think, are programs that could get left out if both teams go to – if both conferences go to 20-team. So let's say um, – and that's like my biggest thing is if those two conferences go to 20 teams, to me there's still some good programs that are going to get left out of that that I think I like – that I want to see compete. Like, I and I think they could, like, become a program. Um, so I'd love to see, like, more teams go independent. And I think the independent schedule is the coolest thing ever. Like, I love that Notre Dame every year. They're playing – they play USC every year. They play Stanford every year. They play yeah. BC Navy, every year. Um, they play Navy, Army. Who else do they play usually? Every, play there's USC. Another, yeah, there's another school I think they play every year. Like, Michigan, they play every year. Notre like, Dame? There's like some like, really like Michigan. Yeah, there's No, they do. Do that? No. I think they do. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But you know, either way, like that, I just think the whole idea of they can kind of play whoever they want is so cool. And it gives yeah. me that it gives me that out of conference schedule feel to it. Yeah. Um, so I would love I to you. see I'd love to see teams go independent and say, fuck you to these two conferences. And tell these tell these conferences, hey, you know, like if you're Florida State, Miami um, Oregon, Oklahoma State. Um, they're gonna say fuck you. Like I'm gonna go independent. Like you're gonna have to go get Kansas, go get Texas Tech, go get, um, you know what I mean. Go get NC State to fill out yep. your conferences. Like we wanna, we're not gonna go be chop liver somewhere in some conference. We're <laughs> gonna fucking, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. And I just, if you're if you're Notre Dame too, like for Notre Dame's sake, like look at it from from their shoes, right? Like, um, 
say like the whatever the SEC and the Big Big Ten are frustrated that like they especially if I would be especially frustrated from the Big Ten. They're literally right in their backyard, just yeah, sticking their middle finger to you while they're sipping on a fucking Bud Light in their lawn chair. Um, and uh, if you're Notre Dame at this massive like fucking hundreds of millions of dollars TV deal with uh, NBC. Um, that's, you know, pretty long and you're independent. All of this absolute mayhem is going on around you with the people, teams moving this and that. I've got the college football playoff and you're sitting there in Notre Dame with a fat TV deal and you get to totally customize your schedule. You don't have to deal with any conference championship bullshit. You're still eligible for the college football playoff. I mean, and if you can, you can, and if you're Notre Dame, you can put a call into any school. They'd be like, hey, we want to play you in 2024. Is that cool? Every team would say yes. I mean, yeah. so you can totally customize your schedule, still be eligible for the college football playoff. Every single game is nationally televised. I mean, they're living the life. Why change unless, unless you implement something that, like I mentioned before, where I think this is going – is where you have to be a part of either this SEC or the Big Ten, and you got to play in your conference championship, and then the two conference champions play in order to win a national championship. That's the only thing, in my opinion, that would drive Notre Dame into one of the conferences. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's um. So if I'm Notre Dame, I'm like, until you do that, I ain't moving. Love that. Yeah, you know, what? like usually I freaking I fucking hate Notre Dame. I kind of love Notre Dame and where they stand right now. I yeah. love it. I love that they're kind of like they're kind of people like holding together the whole conference system. I know yeah. it's awesome. This, this, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with this subject here, but um, that actually and it leads nicely into the other thing I wanted to bring up was um, so the AP Top Twenty Five just came out. I don't know if you took a look at it. Um, oh yeah, preseason AP bit. top twenty-five, and people are going bananas that Notre Dame is sitting there at five. Um, so I want you to bring it up on your computer, and yep. we're gonna we're both gonna go back and forth and say which which teams we think are just it are have like bananas rankings, whether they're way too high, way too low. Just a quick snippet on it, but. I'm just going to read through them really quick uh, from 1 to 25. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oregon, Oklahoma State, NC State, USC, Michigan State, Miami, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. Um. All right, I'll go. Um, I mean, first team that comes to eye that's too high, Georgia. Um, they you kind of have to put them there after they just won the national right. championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to struggle. I think they lost a lot of guys on defense. Stetson Bennett is not going to win you any games. Um, and he may even lose. He may even lose you games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. not a good quarterback. I agree. Um, they have a few stars returning on defense, but then there's nobody else on offense that's really that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pickens, 
I thought George Pickens was their best threat on offense. They lost him. So, but you have you have to put him at number three after yeah, what they did to. last year. But like they're obviously too high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You go, do you want to go back? You want you want to do one each? Like I'll give um, that thought. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that works. Um, yeah. So uh, to be honest, I'm totally fine with where Notre Dame sits at five. I mean, they didn't really lose anybody. Um, and w- one that really sticks out to me is i mean i think annie winnie stop it what are you doing sorry the dog what the fuck are you doing i'm podcast i'm in the middle of an episode come on annie just like trying to eat the fucking wall knock it off um all right sorry stupid dog um yeah so right off the bat um this poll came out. Uh, fuck. So there's like a little snippet here for me. Um, so Kentucky, K- Kentucky lost everybody. Actually, you know what? Hold on. That's another thought. I, I want to do my like glaring one. My glaring one is that like I don't think, I don't think you can put Pittsburgh where they are after no. losing Kenny Pickett. I don't think Pittsburgh could be number 17. I, to be honest, I don't think – I don't know how you have Pittsburgh at 17 with losing Pen- Kenny Pickett, and then you have Texas not ranked. Um, I think that's bananas. Um, yeah. And, as I mean, Penn State not ranked as well. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you can do that. Um, but um, another just – because we are running up on time. Another few snippets that I have that stand out to me. This poll just came out um, um, after the uh, what's-his-face news, uh, Wake Forest Sam, quarterback. Sam Hartman. Yep. Sam Hartman. I mean, their Wake Forest is going to be 500 this year. Um, yeah, so they're really sitting there. Bad. They're sitting there at 22. That's not going to last. Kentucky, another one that stands out to me at 20. They lost everybody. Um, so besides their the quarterback, which is who is nice, what's his name? Uh, Will uh, Levis. Levis, yeah, Will Levis. Yeah. Um, he is nice, but um, he doesn't. They he doesn't have any weapons anymore, um, which I'm a little bit frustrated about. To be totally honest, that they are this high, and I guess the committee, the committee, fuck, saw this. Um, I was really hoping it would be kind of like one of my sleeper teams this year, and they wouldn't see eye to eye with me, but. NC State at 13 is kind of right where I want them. That's kind of right where I had them. People I, really I, liked them, man. Yeah, really I know. I know. So do I. I really like NC State. Um, I think Oregon is going to be is going to j- jump pretty far. Question mark. I don't Baylor I right so. in the middle there at 10. I mean, I'm not too familiar with what Baylor has and what they don't. Um, but uh, I think that the Cincinnati of this year, though. Actually, how about we do what, – what's the, who's the Cincinnati of this year, LD? I, I know I know who it is. Um, well, I mean, so I, I mean, Cincinnati's a team it, that – He doesn't necessarily – They're going to move up a lot. They're going to move up it, a lot. I don't, me, think there me, won't be a, I don't think there will be a Cincinnati of this year. And I um, – that does – no, but I, I want to yeah. refrain. That doesn't mean, like, like, non-power five. That just means, like, honestly, not Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, or Notre Dame. Wait, what do you mean by that? So, meaning, like, not, like, I guess not your typical 
absolute yeah. powerhouse football team. So, like, for example, mine's okay. Utah. Mine's Utah. Like, I think Utah yeah. – they, they, they are sitting there at seven. They're, they're high. But I still think that, like, I think Utah – I think Utah will be undefeated at the end of the year and they will be like have that Cincinnati debate for the college football playoff. I don't know if I have one of those teams. Um if I had a guy if I had a, just looking at it right now. Baylor. I like Baylor. Really? Um, Who does Baylor I don't I don't know much about Baylor. I like Baylor so I like Baylor's coach. So they, they won the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, he turned um, a two and, have, two and twelve team into a yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have a really good coach. So they have the old – used to LSU-DC when they won it all. It's the former, like, Wisconsin-DC when they won it all. Or when they were really good. Um, I don't They just have a really fucking good team. I just always believe in Baylor. Um, they're one of those low-key teams that have just been sick for the past, like, five, ten years for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have, okay. don't have an easy schedule. Oklahoma doesn't scare me. Oklahoma as a first-year coach, um, Brett Venables. So I think they'll be kind of down this year. Mm-hmm. Texas, I think, is still one year away. Um, so those are two big teams in the pro in the conference that I'm not really that scared of. Oklahoma State, I guess, will be the biggest threat to them. You know, Oklahoma State um, winning the conference, guys. going to the playoff. My guys um, over there. Iowa State will probably be down again. They lost Bryce Petty and who was the running back so or whatever. Bruce Hall? Yeah, Bruce Hall. Like they, yeah. you know what I mean. So they'll be down. I just think they have they have a good path to the conference. You meant you meant Brock uh, college Purdy football too, right? QB. Yeah, um, what did I say? Bryce Petty. That, oh, that was yeah. the old Baylor quarterback. Yeah, that yeah. was the Baylor quarterback like ten years ago. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, yeah, it's, about, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, probably nothing. See, like, you know, and this could be one of these years that it could be crazy. I know. You know what I mean? Because, I like we said, be. like, this is one of the last, like, years we have. Like, this is the last year Texas and Oklahoma playing the Big 12. Maybe, yeah. I think it also might be the last year USC and UCLA playing yeah. the Pac-12. Um, which, like, you know – that's been going on forever. USC's been in the Pac-12 for as long as USC's been around. Yeah. Um, you know what's what's interesting that I just want to bring up because I'm very high on this team this year, um, and I'm a I'm a big I, I believe I, I'll be honest I'm a Bo Nix guy. I think he's a fucking grinder. I think yeah, he's an no, absolute no. grinder. So I'm looking at the Oregon Ducks schedule right now. Right, <laughs> they play in the Pac-12, but they have these two mega games on their schedule first is week one georgia which i truly believe they could win that game i think they could beat so if you're looking at the oregon duck schedule and are you bringing it up can you bring it up for me right now yeah bring up the bring up the oregon duck schedule if i'm sitting here as a oregon ducks coach or player and i'm looking at my schedule for this year um all I need to do, in my opinion, is win two games I'm gonna, and I'm in the playoffs. If they beat Georgia, and as long as Utah stays competitive until that second to last week and they beat Utah, they're in the playoffs because I think they run through everybody else. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule right now, too. They're, they're the Pac-12 so weak. I know, um, but look, at least they threw Georgia on their calendar. 
on their schedule. Week one, I, I respect the shit out of that. I respect the shit out of that. I mean, beat Georgia, beat Utah, and beat everyone else. You know, you're in the you're in the college football playoff. It's two games that really matter for them. Yeah, but I mean, even if they win, to like, they have to go undefeated. I think if they lose one game, they get overtaken by another team. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They no, do have I'm to saying, run they, the table. Oh now. yeah, they absolutely have to run the table in order to to make it. Yes, yeah. Yeah. unless 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 they lose to Georgia in week one and Georgia stays competitive throughout too. say they're like, yeah, stay competitive. And everyone else also is a one loss team. What happens if Georgia, what happens if they lose to Georgia? Like, and it's a close game. And then Georgia runs, say Georgia beats Alabama or something like that. And then there like are no realist, like real, one or undefeated teams, or maybe there's one, and then there's a bunch of one loss teams. I mean, yeah. Oregon's still there, in my opinion, at least in the conversation. But, um, wow, 90 minutes. Holy shit, what yeah. an episode! Uh, I could talk about this for fucking days. I could just do the schedule, college football scheduling analytics all fucking day. Sure, so um, there's still a lot more I want to talk about, but yeah, <laughs> and we're we're gonna cover all of it. All the rest that we want to talk about because there's a boatload more next week in the college football special. But for now, that's episode two. We out. Peace. Peace.